0: Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to be here, see all your smiling faces usually smiling. <laughs> so Father, thank you. Thank you for your goodness and for your love and for your peace and just for being so faithful to us and just, just being there, for, for not just being outside but living in us and letting us know that you're with us no matter what's going on. And so we praise you in the mighty name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. And one of the things that's really starting to become my passion is I think so much of the time, I just, I seen a post on Facebook this morning by a a young lady. And she was just like, God, where are you at? I just can't seem to find you. It's like you're nowhere around. And one one of my passions is I know where he's at. Right? And he's not far off in heaven, and he's not a long ways off, and and we, we know him, and he lives inside us, and so I think so much of the time we're looking for a God that's so far off in the sky, in the stars, in another dimension, when he lives right inside of us, and if we get caught up with thinking, oh God, I got to get to you, I got to get to you, and he's like, Hello? Hello, like I'm, I'm right here. Like it, it's not, it's not like rocket science for us to figure out. Like, like he said, the kingdom of God's near us, right? It's even in its mouth. And so, when he says, "Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven," he starts right in here. The kingdom of God comes to here and lives out of us. And if we're trying to reach out and find something that's in heaven. And pull it down. God's like, I don't want to pull it down. I want to live it out through you. That's what Jesus is our great example. What did he do? He lived it out. He lived heaven out. And it flowed out. And so you want to see, sometimes the only heaven people are ever going to see is you. Sometimes the only God, the only Jesus anyone's ever going to see is you. And so it's real important for us to let let him live in us and live through us, but to know when things get rocking and rolling and things get so hard and so nasty that we have a God that's so faithful. He's right there with us, and we can feel Him, and we can hear Him, and we know He's with us, and we know that He loves us, and we know that He's for us, and when we know that, man, there's nothing that can stop us. Psalms 103 verse 1 says this, Praise the Lord, O my soul, and all. Now listen to this. Praise the Lord, O my soul. What is that? We we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. You know what that means? It's like, we're a spirit. We're going to live forever. You're out there like, I don't believe that. Well, tough. You're going to live forever, right? You get to pick your location, but you're going to get to live forever. And so, so God loves us so much that he sent his son, his only son, to die for us. And he did that so that we can have free access to him. And you're like, well, I don't believe in God. Well, guess what? You're here because of the very breath and the very life of God. No matter what, if you believe him or if you don't, the fact is is God took dirt and formed it into to a man and breathed on it and called him Adam, and he come to life. And so you're carrying the very DNA. You're made in the image of God. And God had paid the price so that you can have a relationship with him. And all we got to do is say, okay, I receive it. I'll take you, Father. I'll take you, Jesus. I'll take you, Holy Spirit, flow in me and through me and show great things to me that I don't know. You know, he talks about he'll show us great things that we don't know. We can trust his wisdom and we can trust his knowledge and we can trust who he is. But it says, praise the Lord. Now, that's I am. Praise the Lord. I am. Like I was just listening to a thing I've been talking about, God's name. Like it's, it's I am that I am, you know, Yahweh, you know, Yudeh Vodhe. But I was, li- I was going through and someone put a post on Facebook. You can tell I look at Facebook every once in a while. <laughs> Right? Sometimes there's some really good stuff there if we're not in jail, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. so, so, anyway, if you are, I'll come visit you and I still love you, right? But anyway, so, so it was this, they were talking about God's name, Yudhe Vadhe, and they're talking about how they, the you, the and the hey is like when you breathe in and then you breathe out. Do you know you can't even take a breath? And Excel, without saying his name. Now think about that. That's pretty powerful when you breathe in. (sighs) Yahweh. You know what he's saying? I'm everything you'll ever need. I'm everything you'll ever want. I'm your very breath. Man, I've been through some stuff in my life where the only thing I could do was breathe. And I thought, well, I don't know how I'm going to get through this, but if I just keep breathing, I'm going to give him the glory. And I didn't realize how much truth was in that. Because he is our every breath. He's our every hope. He's everything that we'll ever need and that we ever hope for. And we can put our trust in him. But it says, praise that I am that I am, O my soul. Now, that gives you peace. The Bible says he'll keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Do you know what, what peace, a lot of times we just think it's a, like this, this fit, a feeling, or we just think it's like a lack of war, but it's not. It's a person, and his name's Yeshua. The Bible says that he is a peace that has broken down every wall. Do you know what that means? It means that you're complete. When you have his peace, you're complete. In him, you have his shalom, his goodness, everything that you need or you will ever need, right? But it says, bless the Lord, O my soul, in all. How much? How much is all? All, All, right? It's all. All my inmost being. Praise his holy name. You know, one thing I, I started doing, one of my mentors always told me, he like, like he just passed away, someone I really respected, but he, he would say, you need to write down what you're thankful for. Like if you're going through a hard time, he's like, just write down, start out with 10 things and write down 10 things every day that you're thankful for. And he'd just start doing it. And I had a really tough week. And so <laughs> I just started writing stuff down. And you know what I found out? Like once I got through the first day, the second day, like it was hard to get that first 10 out, man. 'Cause like I was just like, I don't want nothing. Yeah, I'm not thankful and grateful for anything. But I put I am so thankful and grateful for this and for that and for this. And so I just started naming obvious stuff. And you know, by the third day, like I needed another notebook. <laughs> Do you know why? Because it brought me back to present where you get so much looking at the things that are out there, the things that are hitting you, that you lose focus of where you're at and what you have to be thankful for. This one little thing that you're fighting or that you're struggling with can overwhelm you to the point where, where you're like, oh, this is so big, and then you realize, wait, that's way little. Because look at this list. Look at what's going on. And then it starts doing something in your heart, and then it will change that situation that you're facing, right? Right? And so so um, he used to he, one of his favorite sayings was, he, he said, "Just do what I say." right? The Bible talks about being doers of the word, right? Someone gives you a great idea, and then, then they're, and then you're like, "Well, that'd be a great idea, but then you don't do it. It doesn't do you any good. Like I get that with horses all the time. I'll be working with people, and I'll show them how to do something, and they'll, they'll be like, "Nah, I think I'll keep doing it my way." And do you know what they end up doing? they end up getting the same results that they have gotten before, and then they're mad at me. And I'm like, if not me, it's your fault. If you would have listen to me, right? So he, he'd say, do it until number one, you find out I'm a liar, or I don't know what I'm talking about. And he's like, I'm not lying, and I do know what I'm talking about. And so, that's what God's saying to you. He's saying, just trust me. Just step out and do it. Just follow me, follow my ways, follow who I am. Just do it, number one, Till you find out I'm a liar or you find out it doesn't work. And when you find out and you know that it works, then that releases stuff. And then you're able to step out and do stuff that you never dreamed that you could do because it's greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world, right? And so that's where it all comes back. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not some of his benefits. What? All? Are you sure? You guys like all, don't you? Right? And forget not all his benefits, who forgives some of your sins. What? Is that all again? No. And heal some of your diseases. All. all? Is that, that can't, that's too good. To, let me read it again just because I'm not sure that this is right. Praise the Lord, Almighty, oh forget not all of His, it says it right here. All. Like it's, And you know, we just talked about, it. He don't lie. And He knows what He's talking about. Maybe there's something to this praising the Lord. Maybe there's something about, Being thankful and grateful for where you're at and what you got going on right now, and watch what God will do. But he says, Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all of your sins. You know, that's a lot for some of us, right? And heals all your diseases. Then I love this. He redeems your life from the pit, and crowns you with, the, with love and compassion. Isn't that awesome? Who satisfies your desires with horrible things. <laughs> you ever look out and you're like, man, I want this, and God's put this on my heart? The Bible says he gives us the desires of our heart. And I think it's two-part. Like, I always read that. The Bible says God gives us the desires of our heart. Right? But I also think that it's He gives us the desires of our heart, but He also gives us the desires of our heart. Does that make sense? You guys tracking with me? Because I just might have thrown you for a loop right there. Because you're just like, it's everything with God so much deeper than just what we see. Right? And so if we really get in and listen to what He's saying and listen to what He's talking about, we'll find that he's trying to say something that will hit you. Like, like I'm preaching a message and saying one thing, and the Holy Spirit's coming in and giving each and every one of us an entire different thing because he tailors that word. It's alive, and it's quick, and it's powerful, and it'll hit you right where you want, where you need, right? I remember I used to get real frustrated when I first started preaching because I'd go up, and, and they're like, that was such a great great sermon last week, Pastor James. I was like, really? What did I preach on? And they're like, this, this, this. I was like, that wasn't even what I said how in the world did you get that and then i realized the holy spirit's like because you're not the one preaching it's my word when my word goes forth it's going to set people free and so if you will quit get get yourself out of the way and let the holy spirit let god do the work through you he can reach people in ways that you never dreamed whether it's here or whether it's out there like i'm just here the bible says that that the Pastors, teachers, you know, we're evangelists, apostles, prophets, we're all here, but we're here to equip who? The saints for what? The work of the ministry. You know, you guys are ministers. Many of you guys are ministering here. This is a faithful bunch here, you know. And so I know you live it out there, but. Even if you're sitting back and you're, maybe you're out there and you think God can't use me, God ain't anything. God doesn't want to just use you and throw you away. He wants to work in and through you to do great things and to do great things not just for you but to reach other people. And when we surrender ourselves and say, hey, you know something? I am being equipped to reach people, to love people. And you may not even know till you get to heaven how many people you affect. You might not, but it's none of your business anyway, right? It's just, are we going to take the step and do what God calls us to do, where he's called us? But he says he satisfies your desires with horrible things, bad things. We were blessed with with, with a legacy in, the herd of, in our herd of horses. It would have taken us a lifetime. It took two men a lifetime to get these horses to Bred like they are and put together like they are. And it's taken me since last June, like the last couple months, really, for me to click that, hey, these are my horses. You no, know, these are our horses. Where did they come from? How did, the, how, how to, how did this work? And, and I had a desire to do something great. But when I had in my mind, I was like, you know what, I'm just praying that God will bless me with a couple mares. And you know what, God blessed me with a whole program. And I didn't even mean it. And we just look out there and we're like, how in the world did we do this? And I'll tell you, it's not been easy. There's nothing that's been easy. There's nothing that God calls you to that when you do it that is above you that's going to be easy. You're going to face trials and tribulations and problems. And one of the things that I've learned through this whole process is that you can trust God in every one of them. It never works out like you tell God you're, it's supposed to, <laughs> right? And he'll sit back and he'll say, you know what? Just are you going to trust me with this? Are you going to trust me here? Are you going to trust me there? How are you going to? And I have learned over these last several months to trust him. And I don't always like it. Like I don't always like, like how it works out, but I know that he's always faithful and he's always going to make a way. And I'm, I'm thankful for that. I've learned more about God. I've learned more about horses. Like, you can't walk around a herd of horses. every. Like, I used to think I was an expert. The more I'm around these horses now, the more I'm like, man, you're dumb. You got so much more to learn. Same way with being a pastor or being a husband or being a dad or being anything like When you really focus, like, wait, i got a whole lot more to learn, and I'm open to it, but I've learned so much more, and and it turned into a great gift above and beyond what I could think or imagine. It's taught me a lot about life, too. And it's a good thing, man. I have to be reminded of the scripture. Every time I think the blessings of the Lord make me rich, and add no sorrow with it. You know, in this world, sometimes we get our heart broke. Sometimes we go through hard times. Sometimes things don't work out like we want it. And, it, and then we're like mad at God. God, why did you let this happen? I thought you were doing this, and I thought you were doing that. Am I the only one who ever does that? Whew thought I was for a minute. I thought, man, I'm talking to the wrong groove, you know? But then I realized he knows better than we, right? It says, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. And I love that. I had a had a little seven-month-old filly in um, one of the fillies, one of my really cool ones, and um, I went out on Valentine's Day and she was down and I couldn't get her up and so we finally got her to the barn and then we had to hoist her up and um, had the vet out couldn't figure out what was wrong which is she was paralyzed but she still had some filling in her back feet so I don't know we still couldn't figure out what happened to her but I set up with her like 48 hours Last night, I kind of fell asleep for an hour and a half, and then I got up, and I was just looking at her, and she was fighting, man. She just, like, wanted to get up, and so we built a hoist to try to help her get up, and so we got the hoist up, and then she could stand for just a minute, and then she would just collapse, and, and she's just like perfect little baby, like this perfect little horse that had the perfect disposition and the perfect build and the perfect everything and it's just so innocent and I was just getting really frustrated at God because I was like, God, this is an innocent this is a baby and so I was sitting there that night and she was laying there and I I felt guilty because like I fell asleep for like an hour and it's the middle of the night and I get up and I look at her and I got down and I said, I said look young lady I'm with you and I'm here with you and the very God, His name's Yahweh, that breathes His breath wants to breathe His life through you. And I was like Yahweh, I was like breathe in the name of Jesus. And then she'd pin her ears back and try to bite me. This is where I was like, what in the world's going on with you, right? And this is just like, you know what? I'm going to go see him. And all of a sudden, the next morning, she passed, and. Um, Man, I was really discouraged. Did anybody ever get discouraged? I think so much of the time we hide the things that we're going through, and no one knows. And like one of the things I don't want to, I always want to be transparent. But she went, she passed, and I was so discouraged. And man, I was paranoid too. Like I went to checking my horses three times a day and going through and just making sure everything's fine. And there's a scripture. That God gave me. And it was this. Let me read this to you. It says this. Isaiah 40 verse 27. Why do you say, O Jacob, and complain, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord. My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is an everlasting God and the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom. know what he's saying? Man, you don't always understand everything. You don't always understand what's going on behind the scenes, but he's saying, why don't you just trust me? Maybe you're out there and you've had some bad things happen. And you're like really mad at God and don't understand. And, and God's like, why don't you just trust me in this? Because I promise that I will make all things, turn all things for the good of those who love me and are called according to his purpose. And that includes you. We can trust him and know that he has our heart. But he says, he will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary, and increases the power of the weak. What does he say? Let the weak say, I am weak. I am strong. Even youths grow grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those, now listen to this, those who hope in the Lord Will renew their strength. What are you putting your hope in? What are you putting your trust in? Are you trusting in what you see? Are you trusting in what you feel? Are you trusting in what's going on around you? Or are you going to just trust that He has your best interest in mind? That you can trust Him with your heart and you can trust Him with your emotions and you can. Trust him with those things he's blessed you with. And you can trust him with those desires. And you can trust him. And when you put your hope on him, the great I am, guess what? He says this, he'll renew your strength. Maybe you're tired, man. Maybe you're not. Maybe everything, maybe you're skipping around like a Disney princess. I don't know. (laughs) Good for you. Thank you, Jesus, for that, right? I hope you are but if you are if you are tired i want to tell you something put your hope in him cuz he's the one that you can trust no matter what's going on in your life any time you're called to do something that's bigger than you it's going to see, seem huge and impossible to you but when god looks down on it do you know what he sees the bible says that he sees men as looking like grasshoppers when they were going into the Israel and into the promised land. He said, spies spies and they come back and they're like, look, we look like grasshoppers. They had the wrong, they had the wrong perspective. But when we look from where he is, then we really get to see that perspective and we get to see who he is and what he is. But it says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings. Like eagles. Didn't we just read some about that? Wait a second. What did that say? Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Isn't that cool? Now watch this. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not faint. But there was a word in here in verse 31 that really caught my attention because it said, but. And as I was reading this, it kind of hit my heart. And God said something to me and it caught my attention because he said, James, son. He's like, is your butt in the way? Now some of you think I'm talking about your rear end and I'm not. But my question to you is Is your butt in the way? I'll trust you, God, but I'll trust you. I'll do this if you'll do this, but you need to do this. Is your butt in the way? God said, I got a message for you. He said, Get your butt out of the way so you can spring into action. Like the most unorthodox message ever, I'm sure. Like, what's the title of your message? Is your butt in the way? You know, get your butt out of the way, right? But there's so much truth in that. Is your butt in the way? See, that Philly that would have made it, but, but, I should have done this, but, but, God called me to do this, but I really didn't trust Him. I'd, I'd have gave my life to Jesus, but I just, what's your but? What, what's your, what's the thing that's holding you back where you're like, I don't know that I can trust God in this. And you know what happens is we find ourselves that we have idols. Each and every one of us. And you, you, what's an idol? An idol is simply something that we put that, that's higher than God. And you know what? That can be the impossibilities. And that can be our situations. And that can be things. If we say, you know what? That, that is impossible. And God ain't big enough to do that. Guess what we just done? We made that an idol. Man, is that too real? like, I I got to be real now, man. Why Life can be so hard. If we're not real, nobody cares, man. We all have these idols. We all have these things. And God's like, I want you to give it all to me. What did he say here? Not there, here. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul and all my inmost being he asks for all of us and in the process we get some of him no we get all of him right and then i was reading on over and i love the bible cuz how he he goes on down if you keep reading in context he 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 will show you there's a lot of butts in here you get down to Isaiah forty-one fifteen, and it says this. See, I will make you into a threshing sledge, new and sharp with many teeth. You will thresh the mountains and crush them and reduce the hills to chaff. You will winnow them. The wind will pick them up, and a gate will blow them away. I think a lot of times that we we think that we're waiting on God to do something, and he's just like, just step out and trust me. You know, even, at, even when they, the children of Israel were at the Red Sea, Moses had to step out. Right? He had to trust God and go. He had to take action, and God's like, I've got something that I'm giving and putting in your heart that I want you to do. The only thing I need you to do is trust me and move. Move your feet. Right. Trust me. Now, watch this, because this is cool. But you will rejoice in the Lord and glory in the Holy One of Israel. This is what you do. Like he's like, I'm going to give you the strength and I'm going to go before you. And like just like two chapters before we see Hezekiah and like he come cries to God because there's like 185 Assyrians from Nineveh, by the way, you know, who were coming to attack him and coming to kill him and, and, and tear the city apart. And so Hezekiah cries out to God, and God says, You know what? You cry out to me, and you rest in me, and I'll go fight the battle for you. And you know what he did? In one night that says that the, the angels of the Lord went and slaughtered 185,000 warriors. You know what? He didn't have to lift a finger, but what he did get to do was rest and trust in the promise that God gave him you're like, but I should, I should do this, or but I should do that. And he's like, you just trust me. You just trust me, and when I ask you to step, step where I need you to, and watch what I will do, because the battle doesn't belong to you, but it belongs to me. But you will rejoice in the Lord. It says, the poor and needy search for water, but there is none. Their tongues are parched with thirst, but I... The Lord will answer them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will make rivers flow on barren heights and springs within the valleys. I will turn the desert into pools of water and the parched ground into springs. I will put in the desert the cedar and the uh, Achaia and the myrtle and the olive. I will set the pines and the wasteland, the fir and the cypress together so that people may see and know may consider and understand that the hand of the Lord has done this, that the Holy One of Israel has created it. Now I was thinking about that that word, but. And it comes down to our beliefs, our understanding, and our thoughts. What are you thinking about? What are you believing because it will affect your understanding. Now, watch this. He says, so that people may see and know, may consider and understand that the hand of the Lord has done this. What he's saying? Just put your trust in me, just put your hope in me, because I'm going to do great things in your life if you'll just surrender that and let me be God over everything. Amen? So, Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for just loving us and being so gracious to us. And I just ask that you lift up those folks out there. And if you're out there and you don't know Jesus, man, he's right there. As close as your breath. All you got to do is say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I receive you. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth. And welcome to the kingdom. So, anyway, thank you. Amen. thank you for listening if you'd like to learn more about us check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org